nerds. This is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Let's get into it. Now point your fingers up to the sky and pop through your nose way up high. Spin and dip and jump and gurport and finish it off with a laugh and snort. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Fallon Deanne. And this is your girl, Nay. How's everything been going? Pretty good. Not too bad. Enjoying this weather. (laughs) I know everybody's hating the little heat wave or whatever. And I definitely think that in a lot of other places, it's been like crazy, crazy, crazy hot for them. But um, I guess for me, I guess it hasn't felt too bad. I don't know. It doesn't feel any hotter, at least here anyway, than it's always been, in my opinion. But I know in other places, it's definitely been like extremely, extreme heat for them. So I know it's been tough on some folks, but for me, it's just been pretty good. What about yourself? Uh, I mean, same thing here. Enjoying summer. Definitely looking forward to vacations and stuff. Can't complain. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So it's been a little bit since we've potted, but let's go ahead and jump into this week's hot topics. We don't really have a lot to cover so we'll start with the light stuff danny lee finally confirmed that she's pregnant everybody is assuming it's the baby's baby i think that's a fairly good assumption (laughs) but uh nonetheless congrats to them you know babies are a blessing she looked pretty in her photos or whatnot so congratulations to her and him Allegedly. (laughs) Also, the um, Milwaukee Bucks last night, they won the NBA championship, first NBA championship for Milwaukee in the last, I want to say, 30 years, I think they said. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Giannis. He won the MVP, uh, finals MVP award. Well-deserved. I mean, he put up last night, put up 50 points, had like 13 blocks. He played an exceptionally well game. He really brought them back in the series. I mean, they were down 2-0. People was getting ready to call it a sweep or talk about they were going to get swept. And literally, they came back and just won four games in a row and dominated. So congrats to them. Congrats to the small market team. I like to see small market teams win something that's unexpected. Like, who would have who thought that you would hear the Milwaukee Bucks as the NBA champions? So... <laughs> congratulations to them and thank y'all because i want some money baby yes also outside of that i guess we can kind of jump into the more bigger topic um sadder topics keisha cole's mom frankie she passed away of an apparent drug overdose on her birthday so sad to see i know a lot of people are saying that she was working towards her sobriety and trying to get back to being sober. It sucks. Drug addiction sucks, you know. So condolences to Keisha Cole and her family. Um, Prayers to all of them, because I know that's got to be a tough situation to go through, um, losing your mother like that. And also condolences to the family of rap legend Biz Marquis. He also passed away this week from... Apparently, I believe they said that it was complications due to his diabetes. So definitely a sad situation there as well. 
I know some people were, it was reported a couple of weeks ago that he wasn't doing well, um, that he had been, he was sick and, you know, he was in hospice or under, you know, some type of care or something, but we definitely were trying to send our prayers up for him to kind of pull through, but it looks like he didn't make it obviously. So definitely another sad situation. Yeah. Diabetes sucks as well. So it is hard, you know, I guess as you get older, it's hard to kind of maintain and manage that the best of your abilities. And I bet more than likely he had been living with it a long time and he was trying to manage it the best he could. And unfortunately, some come to it. It's just another reminder, you know, to stay vigilant when it comes to, you know, you're taking care of, if you have diabetes, taking care of yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My grandfather fought with it for like many of years, many of years. So, yeah. I guess then we can jump to this little space race, I guess, between the billionaires. Yeah. Uh, It's so disgusting. Like, it's one of those things where I really like, I was just disgusted because I'm like, how? And then I don't know if you saw the interview, but there was an interview that Jeff Bezos did um, with the team that went, I think it was like an older um, lady that, well, not think it was an older lady that went with him. I think she paid for her flight like a couple years ago. There was like a hedge fund, basically teenager that went and a one other person. And he was like, well, I want to thank all the customers and my employees for paying for this. And, you know, it was people that were like, I was reading the blog comments. They was like, well, he told the truth. I'm like, but it's heartless because, you know, your employees are fighting for more pay, um, better benefits, um, better work conditions. And for you to get and be like, oh, thank you for sending me to the edge of space. Like, why would you do that? I mean, it's the same reason he stepped down as CEO. He can't take he don't want to take that heat. (laughs) <laughs> and he doesn't care that's true because i'm like i mean like just hearing some of the conditions like reading comments that amazon workplace is like it's horrible oh you got to touch a package every eight seconds or something like that like bro yeah it is absolutely right. horrible like it's a job that um I know that people have to do and salute to the, all of those workers, but they definitely do not make the amount of money that they should make. Like every time I see those little Amazon jobs pop up, I'm like, that's really all y'all paying folks. Like that's fucking ridiculous. And then there was, um, I was reading an article on Business Insider where the top executives were saying that they would soon run out of people to hire because their turnover rate is so high. I'm like, that doesn't give the indication of, hey, I need to do better, you know, maybe give better breaks because people were even complaining about like, you know, the break area being so far from the work area that if you do take a break that time you get there, it's like, well, time to go make it work. Um, Yeah. But with this whole, just even with this whole billionaire space race thing to me, it's like one of those things that I think we talked about last year at the brink of the pandemic. Y'all got to read the room. And I, it, this ain't it right. Like, this ain't just the time for you to be like, oh, yeah, we're billionaires and I'm going to go on a peanut-shaped spacecraft or something like that. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, he's just one of those people that his face just closes me the fuck out. Like, <laughs> go away. 
Like, yeah. go away. And so many people give him credit. Like, he built Amazon from nothing involved. I'm like, this man had a $250,000 loan from his parents back in the late 90s, early 2000s. He did not build that from nothing. Basically. I'm like, y'all kill me with giving these, like, people that, it's not like he had zero dollars or a hundred dollars and he made a billion dollar company. He had major help, $250,000 at that moment was a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't their only investment. It was probably their initial investment. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you know, obviously we can't, you know, knock the idea. We can't be mad at the, the product because we all enjoy Amazon and, and enjoy the benefits of that. And, you know, I know I would probably die if I didn't, have, I hate to say it, but I'm so dependent on Amazon now. Like I buy damn near everything off of there. Probably shit that I don't even need. Well, I'm not even gonna say probably, I know shit that I don't even need. Just um, stay on some damn Amazon buying something. But it just, like you said, it's just his, the optics of him, in general, he's just gross. You know, a lot of these billionaires just are gross and come off as gross. And I don't know, it just doesn't sit right. And and if I, I wish I would quit calling Elon Musk the real life Iron Man because he's not, he does not even compare to Tony Stark to me. Like, stop it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know yeah, that right. he wasn't one of the folks who went into space, by the way, but. Since we are talking billionaires, I just wanted to throw that out there because that's something that aggravates the shit out of me. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> like, first of all, he's not even attractive enough. Listen to that part, one. Uh, he's not attractive at all. And he's another one that makes my flesh crawl with his bullshit. And like, I don't know. I just, with the whole billionaire conversation, people still rather punch down than go up. It's like, well, if y'all went poor and blah, 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 you don't have to work at Amazon. I'm like, but y'all be wanting people to work, but then you saying don't work at Amazon. But Amazon literally is all over the freaking place. And I'm like, for a lot of people, that may be the only place that they can work. Or I was like, the only thing that I kind of give them credit for, but I feel like with any corporation, they get comfortable. It's like, we don't have to do anything else. Is that I know locally, the job market, it did make other companies raise their prices when they came in and said, oh, we're going to give our people $15 an hour because you had a lot of other warehouses was like, oh, I give you 11 or $12. So it kind of, it did bring it up. But then now you had companies that's like, oh, well, I give you $18 an hour. I give you $17 and Amazon still like, nope, give you 15 So that's the thing. And like I said, just hearing about the, the working conditions that people work there to have to endure it's just like not worth it and even the drivers were saying that they sometimes don't have like bathroom breaks yeah. so yeah but you expect yeah. how do like it's weird i know this might sound like a crazy question but how the fuck you know you're at the edge of space how you know what to look for i see so here's my thing <laughs> with like the actual you know flight itself and everything like that I know some people are like, oh, that's so exciting. I'm just not impressed because I'm like, we've literally, NASA been flying to space for fucking years. Like they literally send them, you know, little rovers to Mars and shit. So y'all, y'all barely like going out of the atmosphere and into space is just like, you know what I mean? Like very, barely at the edge of the, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't, 
I'm not impressed by that. I'm sorry. Like, get out there actually in space and like orbit or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. would be impressive to me. But y'all just popping, you know what I'm saying? It's like if we, uh, you ever seen one of them little cartoons where somebody like jumps up super high and like, yay, and then done, <laughs> falls immediately right back down? Like, that's what it kind yeah. of reminds me of. Like, I'm just not impressed like, by it because I just, like I said, I feel like, NASA's been going into space for so long and they've actually we've gotten so far like going out to space I just seen the other day that we've got like this fantastic shot of the one of the most epic beautiful shots they've ever gotten of Jupiter's largest moon like it's it was one of the most beautiful things I think photos I've seen it from space in such a long time that like I'm just like I said I'm just not impressed by it and I'm just Mm -hmm. like the optics of it like you said it just don't sit right with you with these little billionaires and you also also because I know that they're just literally doing it as another way to commercialize something and try to make money like you see they already talking about building hotels and space and shit and I'm just like you know the want some people watch you there exactly like I sometimes i just be wishing like the aliens would come down just to tell us don't come here colonize a fucking space <laughs> exactly that's exactly I, I i guarantee probably that's why all these ufos and shit probably been popping up lately because they probably uh the aliens probably communicating to each other like oh here these motherfuckers come they trying like, to come have Randy did a horrible job down on Earth. Stay there. Be <laughs> like, we gave y'all all these tools to try to <laughs> civilize a uh, civilization. Now fuck that shit up. Don't come up here. <laughs> right. It's, we we don't be messing with y'all. Y'all stay up there. Y'all stay down there. We'll stay up here. It's just crazy because I'm like, yeah, just leave them people alone. If there is land there, how you know them people aren't you encroaching on it? Like it's just weird. Exactly. Terrible. So before we jump to our final topic, I actually just saw this kind of pop up and I know we touched on it on our last show, but this one to me just, uh, it just really highlights kind of the more disgustingness of how they've kind of politicized this whole critical race theory thing. So Texas just announced that they no longer are requiring in their curriculum to have teachers have to teach about the civil rights movement, um, to have to teach about Martin Luther King, to have to teach about Native Americans, pretty much any and anything that they feel in history that makes white folks, quote unquote, look bad or uncomfortable. They've pretty much kind of X'd out of the curriculum to have to teach in school. So I, you know what I mean? Like when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, I think back to when we were in school and I'm like, y'all barely taught the bare fucking minimum when we were in school. You know what I mean? Like Martin Luther King is literally the bare minimum of the civil rights movement. It's not, he ain't even like the, you know what I mean? And they didn't even really teach all of Martin Luther King. Literally, I remember when they used to teach about um, civil rights, it was always they would just play the I have a dream speech. And that was pretty much it. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's even but I will say that's below the bare minimum of 
who Martin Luther King was and what he was about. So y'all already give us shit as is, and now y'all just completely striking that from the, that just lets you know how much they are willing to protect white supremacy over everybody. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, this whole critical, and it, to me, I feel like if you don't teach, I mean, we see it every day, the, the way that white people act in public, um, the way that you try to run and, you know, go around the world and do certain shit. So I'm like, it's still seen. It's just really like, so if you, I guess my issue is, especially with the Texas law that was just passed is what's so wrong with teaching that the Ku Klux Klan was bad? Like, why you got an issue with it? Exactly. Be like, if that's something that you're not with or you're not involved in, what's the issue? And I know at one point people were saying like critical race theory, oh, that's going to make the children feel guilty. Imagine what Black children have been feeling sitting in a classroom for hundreds of years and you being fed bullshit. Because I'm like, Martin Luther King, the only reason why you teach Martin Luther King, the only reason is because you want to harp on nonviolence, nonviolence. But you don't really touch on Malcolm. You don't touch on Marcus Garvey. You don't touch on Stokely Carmichael. You don't touch on Huey. Like none of these other people, you don't even mention them. Right. You don't mention about the Black Panther Party at all, even though they had all these programs. The government even took the WIC program and adopted it as its own, but you don't mention them in history. So I'm like, it, it, what's the problem? Like, it's because you're we're still in the same place right now. You're still doing the same exact thing right now. Um, I was like, the only thing that I feel like, I'm not going to say like it's different I don't know what's a good word is that we have social media. So we see these things now. It's not like, oh, you know, microaggressions in the workplace. Like we don't see them. Like we see these things. And I think as black people, people of color, we have an opportunity now. Like you're going to have to really teach your children. Like, listen, this is history. And if you quote unquote are an ally, and I use that term very loosely in light, then you are responsible for teaching your children true raw history as well america is a it's built on blood that i mean that's what it is it was horrible people that built this country the old world sent their worst of worse they sent the worst people that they had to offer to establish new land and this is what we get facts so i mean you teaching about it in school is not gonna stop what happened, happened. it happened Nigga, y'all came in. The Native Americans was already here. You planted your flag. This is our shit now. You killed off most of the population. And then what little you gave them, you just, hey, here, here goes some land. You took casinos and all of this. And we're going to put you in this little bitty desert. We're not going to give you any other resources, even though a lot of people die from alcoholism. This is it. Then I don't want to do the fucking work from all the land that I already stole that has all these resources on it. So let me go over here and negotiate and we're going to start slavery, cow slavery here, and then we're going to treat them horrible. So, I mean, that's just facts of the country. Agreed. I'm like, y'all want to act like it, it went from 
y'all getting freedom from 1776 and then it was just glorious from there. Yeah, for white people probably was, but for everybody else it was bullshit. <laughs> exactly. For everybody fucking else, it was bullshit. Like shit, we I mean, we ain't proud to be waving the flag and like, oh, this is our America. But like, if y'all were trying to call slave sellers, what we didn't settle shit, bro. No. Oh yeah. But anywho. <laughs> yeah. I just don't I don't I just don't understand. I don't I don't get I don't ha- understand how anyone could justify the glossing over of history in order to paint white people as, you know, I, 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 and I'm not able to say that in order to basically in order to just make white folks feel comfortable about history so that they don't have to groach gross, you know, groach upon the uncomfortable, harsh truths of of who they are. We all have it's like Every, every, you know, type of person, every, you know, race, nationality, whatever, ethnicity, whoop-de-woo, all of us have things or that we all have to kind of sit with and, and deal with. And it's just like, I don't understand, white folks are the only ones who literally, and it's because, and and that's the, the, the thing too, that you can't, like, how can you do you know, deny white supremacy and kind of that existence and, and push aside, well, you know, that was the past and those are the past. And look at today and look at the fact that every move that y'all make is literally in order to protect the status quo. You know what I mean? To protect that. It's always to protect and continue to make sure that you're always on top, but yet you consistently deny the you know, that white supremacy exists or that, oh, all of y'all do is make everything about race. Well, shit, look at, look, look, I mean, look at the facts. Look at the fucking facts. And this is America. Everything is not always be about race because we are separated by race. Like, I mean, let's just be honest. And you made the whole construct of race. That's what I'm talking about. Be like, we didn't even know this. You made this. Exactly. Oh, exactly. The final topic that we have is the Nivea interview. So she did an interview with Candy where she basically kind of just went in depth about her whole experience in music, the music industry, and just, you know, what she has been up to in terms of when she was on the scene and kind of disappeared from the scene and now how she's trying to come back and everything like that. Um, First and foremost, salute to Candy because it was an exceptional interview, incredible interview. She definitely got Nivea to open up. And I think obviously it was just that, you know, they were comfortable around each other, but salute to Candy because it was a wonderful, wonderful interview. Nivea's story was heartbreaking to say the least. It made me look at the dream different. It made me look at, you know, Dwayne Carter, Mr. Little Wayne difference. It just made me look at a lot of those situations completely differently. So, man, salute to Nivea because, baby, she is a trooper. The things that she has survived and could just continues to be so positive and lighthearted. And that was just one takeaway that I had from it. Like, even through all the things that she was talking about, she still was so like positive and in in encouraging about her life and reclaiming 
her life and continuing to do music and pursue her dream. Like she didn't seem like she had any give up in her. And that was something that I think was wonderful to see. What are your thoughts? I definitely, my heart definitely went after her. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's like at one point she couldn't catch a freaking break. And just hearing her story from when she was young, and I know it's probably because she has, you know, moved past, but, you know, like just hearing how grown ass men took advantage of a teenage girl and, Dwayne called a dead paw when I tell you I was pissed. I was like, Lord, I was like, I know I shouldn't be this man because this ain't even my situation, but Jesus Christ. Okay. I was like, that's how grimy you were though. Yeah. Like what he did to her, I was like, wow. And she was like, but he's still cool. I was like, girl, I wouldn't even know. And I guess that takes growth because I'm like, I would never even talk to him again. <laughs> Listen, you uh, out of an apartment to go get married? Yeah, move somebody to a house? Like, yeah, I, I won't talk to you ever again, ever. Again. But and and notice, and that was something that I also thought that was so like incredible about, and that just goes to show about her spirit and the type of woman that she was. Because even through all of that, noticing the whole interview she never, ever talked down on any of the other women. She never talked down on Toya. She never talked down on Lauren London. Even though, I mean, in in the moment, like if you listen to the story, like they were the other, you know what I mean? Like they were the other women. They were a hindrance to, you know, her finding that love or being in that relationship. But I don't know. It just, but she never talked down to them. She even established, you know, a relationship with them, knowing that they share children with the same person. And, you know, they actually have like legit friendships. I don't know. It's just salute to her because man. You'd be like, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know him. <laughs> like, but you like him, I don't know. Yeah. And also the dream just seems like such an asshole. Yeah. Like I, some of the, like to see how he just kind of was like, you know, I you changed, fuck you. Yeah. You know, fend for yourself. You know what I mean? When they were going through their divorce and everything like that, like, uh, I don't know. But again, she was just so positive. She even says like, he's one of her best friends now and they're still, you know, they still connect or they're still for the, ch- I don't know. She just seems so, like I said, she was so positive and encouraging i know if i would have went through all of those things like i couldn't imagine just being so like she seemed so like grounded and okay with everything so it seemed like she like you said it, it must be having been away from it for so many years and all of that that's allowed her to kind of have some perspective on it <laughs> listen, okay i listen I don't know if I would be there. And even when he was, she was talking about the dream about how he kind of like, you know, then pick up on her like postpartum depression and all it. It's just, yeah, I was like, man, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I was like, I mean, I, I definitely do wish her the best. And like you said about just her being positive, because I can't say that I would have. Now, and I really do like appreciate how, you know, Toya and Lauren London did respond. Like you have my support because, you know, in a lot of these situations, people be bashing each other all over the Internet. 
Um, so, I mean, I think that was really good, you know, as well. But I'm pretty sure they probably know the person who Wayne is. We probably think, that, you know, oh, he just, you know, Wayne. Um, he says some outlandish, stupid shit. But I'm pretty sure there's a whole side of him that we don't see. Hence the reason why he's not with any of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Candy got a lot out of her. I don't afford, I guess, just on the flip side of Candy. I, as an interviewer, I think it should have been highlighted that like hey this was like statutory right because you were younger you weren't having just having sex with her you know like right I think those problem like problematic things problematic things should have you know been called the correct terms because even Candace was like yeah a lot of girls in the industry do that blah no ma'am right like it should have been you know those they're the victim it's you know a lot of men take advantage of young girls becoming an industry that are hungry, you know, want to work. Yeah, I just think it should have been like great terms on it. No, they mm-hmm. want to have sex. She was taking advantage of. Agree. Agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know I said that was our last hot topic, but actually speaking about that interview drove two other topics that I actually thought about while um, we were just talking about that. And that is the Naomi Osaka interview that she did. Well, her special that she has on Netflix, um, essentially where she talks about, where she talks about race and how people were upset at her because she's playing for Japan in the Olympics. And she kind of, she calls out uh, black Americans and saying that um, she doesn't get why she, she, you know, she was raised Japanese. She's from, her mom is Japan uh, from Japan. She was born in Japan. Um, so she doesn't understand why people are upset about her representing Japan. She says that she says that black Americans are not the only black. So um, folks can't need to stop trying to quote unquote revoke her black card because there are black people in other places in the in the world. And I don't know, when I read that, and don't get me, I love Naomi Osaka. I'm so proud of her. I actually have no issue. I've never understood people taking an issue with her representing Japan in the Olympics. It makes sense on a lot of different uh, fronts, especially on the money front, because if you know her story, you know that WTA, they didn't, in terms of the U.S., they didn't believe in her career they didn't believe in her as becoming a champion so they didn't want to fund her or provide any money for her so in Japan completely backed her and so on that front as well that makes sense like I said her mom's Japanese she was born in Japan Naomi was so you know it makes sense so I never I've never taken issue with that but I did take issue with the statement only because I don't understand how we, you know, it became shots at Black Americans because when I looked at the the conversation around it, I don't remember Black Americans taking partaking in any issue with her competing with Japan. I mean, competing under the Japanese flag. I remember specifically that it was actually Haitians who were upset because her father is Haitian and they felt like she should compete under the Haitian flag. The only quote unquote black American that I can that I think I ever saw take any issue with it or say anything about it was Dr. Umar Scamanes. So I yeah. don't I don't like 
And I mean, we don't, we don't take, we don't never take, I'm sorry. I don't take Dr. Umar as serious. So I don't, <laughs> I don't understand where, you know, how the shots became directed at black Americans, because I don't, I don't feel like we were the ones who had an issue. Yeah. That's why I didn't like, even when people was like, well, why she, when she gave up, because I think she had to give up her American citizenship, if I'm not mistaken. It, I know it was something about she had to give up a certain citizenship to pick up under Japan. I mean, that's where she was born. Technically, that's her nationality. I feel like because she resided in America and that's where you were at first, then, you know, people kind of like, oh, she's Black American. No, her father is Haitian. We don't have an issue with that. And I think it goes back to our conversation that we always say that Black Americans see us as a collective whereas everybody else is like oh i'm this i'm this i'm this and i think we have to also get out of that fucking one drop rule or you know she black and we just gonna no she haitian let the haitians do whatever they want to feel however they want to feel we move on it's not our battle to fight let them let some people mind their business you know we mind ours let them you know do whatever they do so i mean i'm definitely with you where it's like, why are we in this? Why are you not addressing your Haitian brothers and sisters? Why are you addressing us? Right. Because I like for, I'm like, I'm pretty sure a lot of Black people didn't even know, you know, on the scene until you actually made it big last year or whatever. But I was, I mean, yeah. Like I said, the only thing that I can remember that was big, I know, I feel like she had to give up her American citizenship to compete for Japan. Right. So I'm like, maybe that's where she got it, where it's like, oh, because I'm American, they assume that I'm Black American and be like, no, I just assumed that you're mixed. So and you mix with Black and Japanese. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You just right. as you are. Right. And like I said, if it, if it really only came down to the fact of it being Dr. Umar S. Right. you like, child, you know. this man's like a... <laughs> Listen, we don't fool with, and his followers, like, no one, I mean, it is what it is. I'm like, you just going to have us rooting against you when you play Serena Venus. That's it. (laughs) That's all. I mean, I don't, I wish you the best. I wish you the best for your mental health. Um, And and you know, the crazy thing about it is, I'm like, you're like Megan Kelly or whatever her name is, tried to drag her. And of course, guess who come to your defense? In true fashion, always black people. So. Yeah. It's definitely one of those, it's just one of those things that I think just rubbed me a little bit wrong because I'm just like, how did we even get in the conversation? Like, I'm like, she, <laughs> I was like, how did this become a conversation about black Americans? I'm like, I could have sworn they was uh, complaining because they thought you should complete under the Haitian flag. And I was like, that ain't got nothing to do with it. But um, nonetheless, you know what I said? Like I, I like I said, I love Naomi. I wish her the best. I love, you know, how insightful she is at especially such a young age. I love how, you know, she is fighting for mental health amongst Black folks. I love how she is fighting against, you know, using her platform in such positive ways. I just think that, like I said, it was just that one comment that just took me off guard, like, huh what and even just the whole conversation around the whole black card thing 
um, because I saw a lot of folks in the comments saying, y'all Black Americans are always doing that. Y'all don't get to define what Black is and take people Black card and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I was just like, but I could have sworn, like, anytime I'm in a circle of, you know, of mixed folks around the 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 diaspora, I could have sworn that y'all was like, we don't even be called, like, don't refer to us as Black. We ain't Black. Don't call us that. Like, that's the only a black american thing y'all are the only ones who use that term to yeah. describe yourself so i'm just like so why would even saying that your black quote-unquote black card is revoked even offend you right and it's an american thing <laughs> so i mean i mean a black american thing rather so i mean listen i'm so over the conversations like i just seen like people just taking digs at black americans left to right on this good old internet with I mean, yeah, but it is. It's definitely one of those frustrating things. It's definitely frustrating because I just want to see all of us kind of be in a united front in, in the sense of that we all are, you know, we do all have a commonality, but I don't think that, I guess I just, you know, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, I guess it'll never be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always gonna be one yeah. you know everybody for themselves i don't know but nonetheless the final final hot topic and this for real is the final one this is the reason i want to talk about this is just because i saw this clip and i know folks was like anyway hold on let me just tell you what the clip is obviously so it's the clip of when erica mena tells safari that she's pregnant with her second child with their second child so I saw that clip and my heart hurt for that girl so much. And I felt so bad for her. But something that really, really bugged me or that bugged me was that people was like, well, that's her karma. She um, she was a mean person in the past and she deserved it. And, blah, blah. and I'm just like, I will never understand people in their kind of joyous celebration in somebody else's pain like I don't get it I don't understand people subscribing to that like I can't look at someone who was literally being hurt in a way that I would never wish upon anyone I don't you know what I mean like I just it just disturbed me to see how many people were kind of joyous in that and happy that she was going through that yeah I mean I definitely like that clip I didn't like bring it up but I saw it just the way that he treats her um I don't watch the show um at all I knew Safari was like corny and my definition of corny maybe somebody you know something different corny to me is not necessarily like a bad thing it's just you corny like I feel like sometimes I'm corny especially like with the jokes that I find funny and stuff like they'd be like bro that was corny as fuck and it's not like a you know necessarily a bad thing you just corny but like bro you pass corny like you you trash like trash Right. Um, and then I'm like, especially when you see this clip and then you see how he has acted since this child has been here. Like, 
I know she, you know, whatever she said in the past, but it's just like, I'm like, I'm with you. Like my heart totally breaks for her. And like when she was sitting there, she was like, say something. And he was like, well, you know how I feel about having more kids. Nigga, was you using protection? Right. And like, did she get pregnant? And then like the part where you could tell, like when he at, he specifically asked her how far along she was just because you could, it's almost like you could read his mind. Like he was hoping she said only a couple of weeks yeah. so that he could ask her to abort. Like yeah. it, it like you, oh, it was just so disgusting to me. Cause like, I literally could see the wheels turning in his head. Like, mm, I hope she only say like two or three weeks or four weeks or something like that. Like it just be like I, let her be like six weeks, seven weeks, or something like that, and you know, we can you know do what we need to. And it's just I don't know. Like I said, just her facial expression when she was like, you know, say something, and even being apprehensive of telling your husband that you've been having sex with unprotected, like they had to be unprotected, or a mistake happened, and you like you could tell she was scared to tell him like, hey, I'm pregnant, right. Because she didn't know his reaction. And it's like, again, his actions where we've seen in the news that your son is in ICU or NICU and you in Jamaica partying at a, like, and people like, well, she didn't want him at the birth. I'm like, and somebody like another celebrity in the comments, which they did make a good point. It was like, you never heard that from her mouth. You heard that's what he said. Right. And he had a picture of himself with the baby. And much more, even if she didn't want him in the delivery room, your baby is in NICU. You should be somewhere close by and you have another child. Right. So you, why weren't you there with your other child? If you know that she's devoting all her time to the baby that's in NICU. Like, it's just grimy. It's fuck. I was like, listen, the dude NICU with, I ain't no better, but you did dodge a bullet with this one. You got this. Child, listen. Ugh. I'm telling you. At first, I used to like Safari. It's like he seemed like a cool guy, but oh, no, man. (laughs) No, man. I just was like, he is corny. Like, he is a cornball. But I'm like, he he, a cool dude. But nah, he, he, yeah. He quickly showed his what? That whole, I'm sorry, that baby thing right there, that, like, the way I look at Safari now is just with utter disgust because I just, I can't imagine as a you know what i'm saying as a man like that's your child not only that that's your son and like right. you know anybody who's ever seen a baby or had a baby that was in uh in the needle uh needle nail care unit you know what i mean like i i just could i can't imagine not being there like you said being all the way in jamaica like what what if the worst would have happened right i just child i don't know Ooh, yeah different, just, different breed of man that's all i'm gonna say a different breed partying it up and i was like well, and of course you have people in comments making well what if it was a contractual obligation listen sometimes you gotta lose cash right exactly. and that's one of those all money that, ain't good money right that's totally acceptable listen i wasn't expecting my son to be and nick you and why would you be even be scheduling some events that close during delivery anyway? Exactly. Exactly, girl. I don't know. Anywho, that is our final hot topic for today. Mm-hmm. 
let's go ahead and uh, move into the relationship portion of the show. Alrighty. My question was, let me find it. Um, could you could you be in a relationship with someone and their sex is bad? And would you teach them how to please you or no? So I don't know if I could be in a relationship with someone whose sex is like completely bad. Like I could be, I think you can be in a relationship with someone who doesn't necessarily know how to please you correctly. You know what I mean? Like all of your cues and everything like that. So for you, obviously the sex will not be great, but it's not necessarily that the sex, their sex is bad. It's just that they don't know how to quote unquote, please you in the correct ways. And I think that, I think that when you're in a relationship with someone um, in terms of teaching them, that's just something that comes with being in a relationship. Like you're always going to have to, at least I think in a healthy relationship anyway, um, you should be able to talk about sex and what you like and what you don't like and, you know, quicker ways to, to you know, get you off and get you there. You know what I mean? Like those should be conversations that you should be comfortable having with your partner. So that whole part about like, quote unquote, teaching them, I just think that that that's something that comes in with having a healthy relationship. And if y'all have a healthy sex life, like y'all should be talking about stuff like that. Like it shouldn't be uh something that's like, I guess, taboo or whatever, like that should be something that you're comfortable speaking about. But I don't, I mean, but I don't necessarily think that that equates to someone's sex being bad, you know, because I think, because I think we know the difference, right, of someone who just is just bad at sex, (laughs) as opposed to just them not knowing my cues or knowing what is good to me. So I guess, does that make sense? Yeah, it is. Um, you got yeah. yourself. I'm going to, so at first I took it as like bad sex is just bad sex. So I'm going to answer it from the perspective. For me, it's going to be a no. Um, I feel like I'm too old at this point to be like picking you out of bad sex. Like preference is one thing. And like you mentioned, like you can tell people that just have bad sex, like people did, you know, kiss with too much love. Like why you, <laughs> why you been doing this all these years? <laughs> And, and and I think right now at the age that we are, not a lot of they're kind of like stuck. Like, oh, this has always worked for me, so this is what I'm going to do. But like, you know what? We you just don't go there. I'm gonna leave you alone and let you go on with your basics. So for me, I'm probably I'm gonna say no. I feel like basics is just basics. Like even with somebody you're in a relationship with, you can just be like, you know, hey, don't do that. But it's not necessarily bad. Maybe it's not something that you just, you'd like, I just don't do that. Like, don't right. do that. But yeah, it's, it really is for me and her trash. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would rather peel paint off the wall than right. to do it. And I think that, that that's kind of what makes it their sex bad is that they're so stuck in their ways. You know what I mean? And I think that can go both ways. I think for both men and women, like, You'll get some women who just think, you know, they got that that WAP as, you know, Cardi and Meg would say. So they just feel like they just doing everything right. And so they don't listen or they don't take cues from their partner. 
So I, I, I think that, you know, men and women, you can get that from both. Like you said, we get to a lot of folks get to the age that they get at and they just get stubborn and be like, well, it's always worked for me before. But that's just not how to me anyway, that's just not how a healthy sex life should be. Like y'all should be communicating, especially if you're going to have a at least that's what I would envision if you're in a relationship like that's the one you know your partner is supposed to be the person that you have sex with for the rest of your life well shit we better be talking about this like (laughs) you better know the things that please me and listen to me when I tell you no I don't do that I don't like that shit you know I don't know I'm there with you I agree I agree all right so my question for this week is why do you think people are so down on marriage these days? Um, I saw a question that was like really similar to this, but it was just more perspective of just women. But I really feel like it's, you know how like when you, it's like a shift. Of course it's a shift. When you have like, you know that this is the bad stuff that you're not supposed to do in marriage. Like when we think about, oh, our grandparents' marriages and we're now seeing that like, oh, you know, the reason why my grandmother stayed is because she didn't work and all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, that's all the bad stuff in marriage. So to avoid all the bad stuff in marriage, I'm just not going to do it and talk bad about marriage and be like, no, there's beauty in a lot of marriages. It's just, we've glorified so much of like the wrong stuff. It's like, okay, now let's highlight the good stuff and work and build from there. There's nothing inherently wrong with marriage. It's work, it's tough. Um, but you have to have two people that's willing to do the work and to work, you know, work your problems. And, you know, you do have to have that staying power over, you know, over the long haul. But I just think it's just because of that dynamic that we're like, okay, we're now saying, okay, a lot of this was bad behavior. Or it was toxic or our grandparents and our parents didn't have the marriage that we thought that they had. So instead of like doing something different, it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the next over to the next side and I'm gonna go way left and say no marriage is bad um these are all the things that are wrong with marriage this is why I would never get married and then you know here's everything and I think a lot of people um think that they're never going to get married so it's like I'm just gonna talk bad about it even though that's like a secret desire it's like you're trying to psych yourself out from something that you know you really want because I mean a lot of people like I don't want to get married even when you see like celebrities um, like Toya, um, Cynthia was like, I'm never getting married again after their, you know, failed marriages. And then they find another person that they're head over heels with and love and like, oh, I can get married again. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just think that's what it is. It's like, okay, let me, you know, psych myself out because this is something that I want, but it hasn't worked out for me in the past or I don't see it working for me in the future. Right. I actually, I'm kind of right there on the lines with you in terms of that thought process. Like, I think a lot of it is an overcorrection. Like, like you said, there's so many notions or things that people have seen, like the bad side of marriages, like you said, whether it be from their grandparents or their parents or from television or, you know, just hearing. Unfortunately, even though, like, I think we've preached multiple times on here that celebrities are not role models and that shouldn't be what you guys look to. Uh, for advice or you know what I mean like or for like examples of what um, proper love or relationship should be but a lot of people do unfortunately they do look 
at that as well hmm if that's how their marriage is going or if that's how they feel about marriage then there must be something to it and I think that you're getting you get a lot of you know folks who have these big platforms who downplay marriage oh it's just a contract or you know why why get married this you know this day and age and tie up your monies together or your finances get bought you know what I mean like you get so so much of that negative reinforcement that it just like I said it just becomes this big overcorrection so now all you see is a bunch of people talking about no fuck marriage I'm never getting married I don't want to get married blah 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 and like you said I do also think that there is a deep down like it's a secret desire for a lot of people like they don't they don't feel like they'll ever meet that person or that they'll ever get married so they'll just bash on it but then when they do it's like well shit I gotta eat crow because (laughs) I actually really did want to get married, but I just didn't have, I hadn't met that person yet, or I had been in so many failed relationships that, you know, I couldn't, uh, couldn't make it work. And, and that's another thing I think that's also important to know is that a lot of people aren't willing to do the work on themselves. Um, They're not willing to own up to their, the parts they play in the failures in their relationships. So they rather down marriage and, and as oh it's just this piece of paper or we don't need that or I don't need that or it's just you know what I mean it's just a whole financial contract blah 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 because you don't want to own the fact that in a lot of probably the relationships that you've had you've been the problem or at least you are part of the problem and you don't want to own that and you don't want to deal with that so it's easier just to be like well no nah, I'm just never going to do marriage or I'm never going to get married because why like I don't know it's a, to me, it's a, it's a cop out. I think it's easy. It's a eat. It's easier to be like, nah, I'm just never going to get married and just keep being out here for these streets as opposed to actually having to do work on yourself and deal with your issues and what causes your relationships to fail and why you haven't been able to kind of figure it out and stick it out than it is to, I don't know than this to actually just go ahead and and get married but I will say it and on that note I will say there is nothing wrong with if you truly are someone who does not want to get married there's nothing wrong with that either because there are some people out there who just don't have that desire and that's okay too yeah but you can always tell the difference in those people because those people aren't the ones who are running around here like fuck marriage and bashing marriage and are bashing people who are married or anything like that they just simply don't have the desire to do it, but they don't see, they don't da- look at marriage negatively. They just don't want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, I know, I didn't have a rant this week, but if I can just interject it right here, mm-hmm. is we have to get out the mindset that marriage is just a sheet of paper. Like, and I know we was talking about this on a platform before, but like recently with DMX passing and his girlfriend, a long time girlfriend, well, she was his fiance was trying to take the family or the state the court to get funds. That's not how it works too hard. And y'all can set up all these, like, I never understood people like, well, he signed power attorney. I got the will. He signed life insurance. So why did he sign all of them financial legal documents, but you can't sign one? You're going to sign 16 sheets of paper where you can only sign one for ultimate protection. Because for it, it's being in the retirement industry, we don't look at wheels like that. We look at your beneficiary designation. And as a spouse, 401k land, that's it. Unless you sign off on it and put your notary stamp on it, 
That's it. And IRAs, you know, you can you got a little more leverage there. But if you're a community property state, your spouse got to sign off on. And they we don't look at will. So you like, oh, I'm in his will. Okay, well, what if the both of his money is in his retirement account? Yeah. And you just in his will. Agreed. I also think that that's important to um to because I don't think a lot of single people think about estate planning. And I think that that's something that should be taught or pushed. Yeah. Like I see so many people, like I said, and we both in the retirement world just see where it's like, yeah, you can be the girlfriend, you can be the, you know, whatever. But if that wife come along, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I want to hear not about that. Your girlfriends are not recognized with Social Security. Facts. And you Ooh. with somebody 30, 40 years, y'all never get married. Like you're leaving so much of financial security on the table. Like secure yourself. Yeah, you want to. We have to be realistic. When that person passed away, their their income was helping you survive. No matter how, even if it was going to savings. A lot of us, like, we're not rich. And even for rich people, they secure themselves financially. They secure their estate financially to say, okay, let me do this to make sure all of my ducks in a row. So when, you know, I pass away, my family is not tied up in probate court trying to get my money. Say it again. Say it again. And that's the, and that's another thing that trips me out, right? Because they say that marriage is a piece of paper and they don't want the government having such a hand in their um in their lives but i'm just like so what y'all think gonna happen when y'all die because baby if you got any money that government they won't they they got their hand out like oh they hoping you ain't got no type of nothing because they will tie all that money up in court for so long and people don't understand even the tax rate for a trust. Like it, it's good if you have like, you know, a high dollar value, but even your money got to go to your estate and then being parceled out to people in your estate. You got to file taxes for this estate. That rate can be like astronomical. You looking at like 34, 35%. It was like, bro, you could have did all of that by you know, designating your beneficiaries, you know, being married, making sure you're on that. And again, I don't want to leave my husband here trying to fight over, you know, sometimes family members can get greedy, fighting them about money. Facts. You're like, listen, this is who my retirement with. This is who life insurance is with. You know, the call of social security board on your own. Get your coin. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But that's just my rant. Don't be out here. And that goes for men as well, because I know men sometimes like, well, I don't really care. Bro, financial security. Be like, y'all want to be 60 and 70 around here and be like, well, he passed away, but I ain't going to get no money because I want his wife. I'm like pension plans. You ain't married. You ain't married. They ain't, you ain't getting no joint survivor benefits. You ain't getting no joint survivor benefits. You want married. Oh. That's something that I don't think a lot of people even think about. Certain like pension plans are so fucking rigid. Boy, if you ain't married, you will not see a dime. Like them companies, companies relish in that. Oh, you didn't set no cool because we ain't got to pay shit out. <laughs> like so, and especially like okay, you sixty five, you died when you were sixty eight. We only had to pay out three years of payment because you ain't got no specific to continue. Let's grow. We good. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and even when you think about it, the benefit of if that person passes away before retirement and they have pension, no one gets it if you're not married. Tell you, shit. Oh, like, why do you think people money left on the table? Right. Like, and people trip all the time. I'm like, why do you think military people get married? Nigga, it's a benefit. <laughs> hey, it's a benefit. No matter how we want to look at it, I'm like, you can say all that you want to say, like, well, I got all of this paperwork and blah, 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 and I make my own money. So you don't want my money, though? And you can make your own money all the time, but if his money was paying the mortgage, I want to keep receiving his money to pay the mortgage. I don't want to now start taking my money to pay the mortgage. Right. I mean, you can do something else with your money. Yeah. And FYI, I wish that a lot of y'all who are not millionaire billionaires would um, stop Comparing yourself to millionaire and billionaires, they okay. take a frag different. So, <laughs> listen. But the crazy thing about it is, when they be comparing themselves to millionaire and billionaires, when you see millionaires, billionaires, they shit is protected. Like they got a state attorneys, all this shit already together. Mm-hmm. Like they be having they beneficiaries down pegged. Like, look, uh, I got a hundred million dollars. 50% go to this person, 20% this person. I'm saying about 5% for charity, but they ready to go. Okay. And a lot of them who be telling y'all don't get married, FYI, they ask is married. I just right. want to know. <laughs> right. And they're trying to keep y'all out here bit on the loan, baby. Right. Because they asses is right there married. Okay. Y'all out here listening to, to Cardi B's and all of them talking about they scamming and doing all this. Cardi B ass married. Right. Whether we agree, listen, whether we agree offset trash or not, her ass married though. <laughs> With another baby. Securing her baby. Uh, Mad at her. I'm just saying, y'all. Anywho, let's go ahead and move into the new music, books, and TV portion of the show. What you got this week? So really nothing new far as books or TV. I do have a book that I have to start reading, but once I clear my mind, I'll definitely start. But I have started watching while I'm working The Real Housewives of Potomac. I started like a year or so ago and I was like, yeah, I'm not really digging this. So I started back again and I'm like, I mean, these women are so messy. That's why I don't understand about, you know, how like the fabricated drama in reality TV be like, someone just be happening. But I love it. I know people talk bad about Giselle Bryant, um, Jamal Bryant's ex-wife, but I really do. I like her. Um, she's messy um, and petty, but she's funny. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm only on season three. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one girl on there like Ashley. I don't know if you've ever seen any of them, um, but the Ashley Darby, like she, she messy and petty, but I don't like her husband at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah because he was like i don't want to have children with you because i don't want you to be the type of mother your mother was what the fuck they got to do what you having kids with me oh hold on what <laughs> that yes, like, me. What? her mom wasn't like the best but i'm like what does how her mother is got to do with her being a mother they're two separate people like yeah make it make sense Ooh. Like, you don't want to have no kids with me. Just say it. <laughs> exactly. That might be grounds right there. That might be grounds to go see an attorney. Don't be. Don't say some shit like that to me. What? 
but that's the only thing I want to say that's the only thing I've watched but I feel like I watched the documentary I just don't remember yeah that's pretty much the only thing okay all right well on my end I checked out I've been like Netflixing it up I checked out the three fear streets they had that little um if you have Netflix and you know they had like for three weeks in a row they had a Fear Street movie that dropped every Friday. So I watched all three of them. So FYI, for those of you who um, are like, I don't do horror movies. It's not scary. They're not scary at all. I don't, I hope you, and, and if you were anticipating that they were going to be scary just because it is a horror movie preface, just remember it's based on R.L. Stein's books, Fear Street. And R.L. Stein was like a, wrote like children teenage books so they're not like scary scary or they're not scary at all in my opinion but the only reason I really checked them out is because I remember um reading a lot of R.L. Stein you know just from like when I was a kid I remember reading a lot of R.L. Stein movie uh books and uh things like that um I, I was more into Goosebumps but I feel like I read Fear Street but I don't want but I just didn't 100 per- a percent remembered the full story so that was the reason that I checked it out all all the way through all three movies or whatever like that they're more they're more in the sense of in terms of the cinematography and how they put it together they I think they were more going for like the old school horror feel where it's just mostly like gory as opposed to really scary because you know a lot of the old school horror films featured a lot of blood and gore and stuff like that and that was kind of like the preface of it so that's kind of what it gives me in terms of the 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 horror aspect but the storyline was actually fairly interesting it kept that was really what kept me into it because I did want to find out like why the fuck is this because you know you watch it and you're just like so wait why are these folks why they can't like I didn't get the water were killing folks until, until finally you get to the end and you're like oh okay it makes sense now so like you you have to get to the end to actually understand why the fuck the quote-unquote fear witch was killing everybody or kept possessing people to kill everybody so the storyline in itself was really good um salute to rl stein man because like his shit just holds up regardless of the the generation i guess or how long it's been because what if he wrote those books and it was like the 90s early 90s or whatever I, remember. So, oh. I don't know but nonetheless it's something if you're bored and you want to check it out I would you know it'll give you something to check out at least the storyline will hold you over in terms of that and like I said it's not scary at all so so if you're one of those people who are like well I don't like horror films because they're scary it doesn't scare it didn't scare me and I'm one of those people because I don't like horror films but it didn't scare me at all so the storyline, though, kept me interested. So that's why I watched that. Um, also, so I checked out the the TV series Sex Life on Netflix. Baby. When <laughs> I tell you, the whole time I watched that movie, I said shit. Uh, I'm sorry, that series, I said, why did I not live in New York, bitch? If this is how y'all are giving it up, I should have moved to New York, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Her sis was living. She was fucking living. Oh, I gotta watch it. It was a it was good. Like it 
I didn't think I was going to be entertained. I thought it was just going to be one of those situations, again, similar to how they hyped up 365. And 365 was literally like a horrible, softcore porn on, like, I just, that movie, and it had so many, like, bad, um, in terms of, like, the storyline, like, the dude, like, literally kidnapped a lady, and for, I like, it was horrible, like, the, the toxic tropes in that movie were terrible, but Sex Life, nothing like that, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, like, cringy, like, softcore porny moments in it, um, in terms of, like, the sex scenes, but the story was good, and I'm just, like, it highlighted the, um, to me anyway, it highlighted the fact that some people are just really shitty at communication and at communicating what they want to their partners. Because I watched that whole series and I'm just like, sis, you did not deserve your husband at all. Because like, literally, he like, if you watch the show, you're like, he was willing to really do anything to make her happy. But she never communicated to him that she was unhappy with their sex life, like ever. And it took him reading her little, discovering her little journal or whatever to see that she was genuinely unhappy with their sex life because she was sitting here fantasizing about her ex-boyfriend. And I'm like, I could see how after that he was so like, he, he like I said, he was willing to do anything and he was trying whatever he could to kind of, to save the marriage but you could see how it it impacted him because literally the way she was writing about sex with her ex it was like well shit do you want him or me like how can you talk about you are so you know because like if you the first scene of the first like beginning of the movie she uh I keep calling it a movie but it's a series at the beginning of it she like describes her marriage like he's the he was everything that she's want you know ever wanted he's everything that she wants she wants to die with him um and she hopes that like she'll come back to multiple lives with him and she's so in love with him and he's like so perfect but then like she goes down this rabbit hole and it's just like shit I don't know but it's just really it really the story was really good I thoroughly enjoyed it but it definitely it'll piss you like the main character she will piss you off once you get to the end because you're just like Bitch, why you just didn't talk to your husband? Like, I don't understand. Like, he was so willing to give you whatever you wanted. And it's just like, in the other guy that you were with, it wasn't like he was a bad dude. He just had issues that he hadn't dealt with internally. Like, he hadn't dealt with his situation with his father and all of that stuff like that. He wasn't ready essentially. And so you found someone who was and who loved you dearly. You had children with this person. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. But I also can understand, like, there also was a little bit of that preface of losing yourself within a marriage, because she pretty much, she turned herself into, like, he didn't ask her to kind of be like one of those Stepford suburban wives or whatever like that she pretty much turned herself into that because she thought that that's what he, the only way he would be with her or that he wanted her and so she almost in my opinion she stifled herself because she just turned into a shell of who she used to be as opposed to sharing that part of herself with her husband and um, allowing him to know that part of herself and I think that she 
a lot of the situations that you see her go through or that she's in, she created herself because she made herself into that whole perfect little suburban wife when that was just the farthest from who she was. And as you get deeper and deeper into the series, you see that, sis, that was not you at all. Like you completely, <laughs> you completely lied to this man in terms of who you were. And like, I guess maybe she was, I don't, I still, that's the part I still just don't understand because like, if you see, even see it and how they meet or whatever like that, he never, he never put any like expectations on her or any judgments on her. Like he wouldn't like that side of her. So I just, I don't understand what made her feel like she had to hide that from him. It just didn't make sense to me, but Nonetheless, if it gets a second season, because it is supposedly, it is not going to say supposedly, it is based on a book. I'm tempted to actually read the book now because I just want to know what happens after because the way it ends, it ends on a cliffhanger. But so I don't know. But it was actually a really, really good series. I give it a thumbs up. I would recommend it. Um, I see why it's been in the top 10 for as long as it has been on Netflix. So if you have some time to check it out, I say check it out. It's really good. And outside of that, it's all I got. All right. All right. So let's then let's go ahead and let me quickly move into the nerd moment of the week. So this one's going to be really quick and really short. Um, just two quick things. Yesterday was the Flash season seven premiere. I'm sorry, season seven season finale. If you watch the Flash, then you understand what I mean when I say yay, um, West Allen family, because that's pretty much what that the whole preface of the show was about it was about their family, them fighting together as speedsters. It was just wonderful, such a good thing to see. We finally got our wedding vow re- um, renewal. Well, basically a wedding actually on the Flash show because if you watch the show, then you know that their initial wedding took place on. Well, it was it started on Supergirl and then it got interrupted, and then their actual wedding was on Legends of Tomorrow. So finally, we actually get to see a wedding ceremony for them on their own show, which is really, it was really good. It was really sweet. Um, Candace Patton's dress was gorgeous. She looked phenomenal in it. Um, It was like this cute little two-piece and it was red. Obviously, it wasn't because it was a vow renewal. It wasn't their actual wedding. So she didn't wear like the traditional white wedding dress or anything like that. But it was cute, honey. Um, I was like, oh, I might just want that just to wear out because that was cute. But um, aside from that, it was a really, it was a, a good season finale. The season itself wasn't all that great. Um, season seven just wasn't my favorite out of the season, but it ended on a really, really good high note. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to season eight, which sound it's sounding like just based on some of the things that we're hearing around season eight, that it's probably going to be the final season. So we'll see how that whole thing pans out. Also, Black Widow finally came out in theaters. I want to say, was it last weekend? I think Space Jam came out this weekend. Um, So yeah, I think Black Widow came out last weekend. It's, I mean, people are really like down on it or whatever like that. It's not getting the best reviews or whatnot. But I I didn't think it was that bad. I think that the issue with it is, is because I feel like they waited too long. Like, because it is Natasha's origin story, I feel like it should have came so much more further 
You know what I mean? Because like we've seen Natasha through the whole, you know, Avengers thing through Endgame. We know she's died or whatever like that. So it's, it just feels funny to come back after all of the events we've already seen through the MCU to come back and do her origin story. I feel like it would have fit better if they gave it to us a little bit earlier. But I guess I understand because of how it ends with, um, you know, the, the Thanos snap and her family is upset because they think that Clint is well, who killed her, essentially. Um, obviously, we know after watching Endgame that Natasha sacrificed herself in order for them to get the stone to so that they defeat Thanos. But it just, I don't know. I guess maybe that's why they saved it till after. And I don't know. But nonetheless, it just didn't. I think for me, that was kind of the issue because like it felt out of place in terms of like seeing her origin story. But outside of that, I didn't think it was a terrible movie. Like the way people are reviewing it, it's like they say it's like terrible or whatever. I didn't think it was bad. Like I feel like it just felt out the only, like I said, my only issue with it was just felt so out of place because we had seen pretty much everything of Natasha through all of the Avengers that it was just like, why did y'all wait to the end to give us her origin story? But nonetheless, it was, it was pretty good in my opinion. And that's it for me in terms of the nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Fallon DM? Nothing else for me. All right. So then as usual, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Good night, guys. Good night.